Gotta tell you, it wasn't always called depression, but it's been around for a long time, and there's no doubt it is tough to deal with. Now, on the other hand, researchers say it's made some pretty terrific people really exceptional. That includes folks like JFK, astronaut Buzz Aldrin, actor John Hamm, and most notably, Abraham Lincoln. I'm Patty Steele. The Upside of Having the Blues, next on The Backstory. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with the backstory. There have been some really exceptional people who've accomplished what they have despite dealing with depression because their pain made them aware of what others were going through. Now, researchers say these folks are often dependable, analytical, loyal, self-motivated, task-oriented, patient, and creative. And they're frequently the best, most natural leaders. Abraham Lincoln is a perfect example of this, and we're going to get to him in just a minute. Some other examples, astronaut Buzz Aldrin said when he returned from the moon, he felt a complete lack of purpose in his life. He said, I moved from drinking to depression to heavier drinking to deeper depression. But he finally came to grips with all of it with some help. He gave up the drinking, and he became a motivational speaker. Swimming superstar Michael Phelps, who's won 28 Olympic medals, battled lifelong severe ADHD. But he says his first depression spell happened in 2004, and that it pushed him to achieve, to go after success. But he says his lowest point actually came after the 2012 Games because he'd achieved his purpose. And that's when he decided, I need treatment. When he started talking about his feelings, he said, life became easy. I now understand that it's okay to not be okay. 
Mad Men star John Hamm has battled some heavy stuff in his life. He's been open about his bouts with depression, and he talked about the benefits of therapy. He said, we live in a world where to admit anything negative about yourself is seen as a weakness, when actually it's a strength. It is not a weak move to say, I need help. Psychoanalysts say some great historical figures whose depression made them more compassionate include President John F. Kennedy, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and Winston Churchill. Tufts University professor Dr. Nasir Ghami says depressive people tend to be more creative, more empathetic, and realistic. They look at themselves and at the struggles of others more deeply. And that brings us back to Abe Lincoln, who's pretty universally considered to be our greatest president. In the White House during the Civil War, he did away with slavery and he held the country together. He was known to spend a large part of his time as president reading over pleas from just average folks and meeting with them in person about their husbands and sons who were facing punishment, including execution because they broke military rules. And that included a lot of teenagers who were just terrified of battle. He wanted to understand them. He was devoted to Americans, black, white, young, old, rich, or poor. Don't you wonder what made him such an empathetic guy? Somebody who could literally feel the emotional pain of total strangers? Well, folks who worked with him say kindness and warmth radiated from him. But here's the thing. That understanding of others was hard won. Abe Lincoln battled lifelong depression. Now, imagine this. You have major political ambition, but you're not very well known and you have little hope and not a lot of money. Then, due to political circumstances in the nation, your name gets on the long list of possible candidates for president of the nation. Again, it seems hopeless, but the way it plays out puts you at the top of the list. Then comes your introduction to the delegates. Welcome Abraham Lincoln, the rail candidate. Basically, painting him as a guy who simply splits wooden rails for a living, which he had been doing. Well, the crowd goes nuts. This is the kind of candidate they want, and instead of all those sort of hotshot Ivy League guys, he was now a serious contender. The meeting breaks up the next day, but in the nearly empty hall, Lincoln sits alone, hands covering his face. Someone asks if he's okay, and he tells them, I'm not feeling too well. He is battling a crushing bout of depression. Now, here's his backstory. As a little boy growing up in the backwoods of Kentucky and then Indiana, he loves learning. But his illiterate dad, Thomas, isn't thrilled with his son's passion. He wants a kid who's a farmer or laborer, not an academic. So in Abe's entire life, he had a total of less than one year of formal education. His dad just didn't want him to go to school. While his mother, Nancy, loved his thirst for knowledge, she died when Abe was just nine years old and his sister Sarah was 11. They watched their father bury her in the woods. Then, a few months later, he leaves those small kids with a teenage cousin in the cabin out in the woods. And he goes back to Kentucky to find a wife. For six months, the children had to fend for themselves in the wilderness until Thomas returned with his new wife, Sarah. The kids were completely ragged and hungry, and Sarah took tremendous care of them. She adored Abe, giving him books whenever she could. Sidebar here, oddly, that family cabin was eventually taken apart and sent to Chicago to be rebuilt and displayed at the 1893 World's Fair, decades and decades later. But guess what? It was lost, never to be found. 
odd. Now, as for Abe, despite literally teaching himself to be a lawyer and becoming really successful at it, his sensitivity and painful life experiences left him deeply depressed. In those days, it was called melancholy. In fact, he told a friend, I am now the most miserable man living. If what I feel were equally distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful face on the earth. What helped him? Well, he certainly spent a lot of time alone in self-reflection, but also what helped him was his ambition, believing he had a purpose, which gave him something to focus on, and humor. He loved to make people laugh. He also took blue mass, which was a drug made primarily from mercury, kind of dangerous, right? But he stopped that just as he became president, saying it made him angry. The book Lincoln's Melancholy says depression fueled his greatness, that it turned him into a realist without the misguided optimism of happier folks. That, interestingly, is how a lot of great folks have used their less optimistic outlook to help them figure a remarkable way forward. I'm Patty Steele. The Backstory is a production of iHeartMedia, Premier Networks, the Elvis Duran Group, and Steel Trap Productions. Our producer is Doug Fraser. Our writer, Jake Kushner. We have new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Feel free to reach out to me with comments and even story suggestions on Instagram at RealPattySteele and on Facebook at Patty Steele. Thanks for listening to The Backstory with Patty Steele, the pieces of history you didn't know you needed to know. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.